he grew up uh, as a, a ranger of uh, popular music, uh, popular songs, uh, musical uh, and movie. Right. He went to Hollywood. And, yeah, and exactly. Exactly. And this knowledge uh, helped him uh, to make his uh, own music. And we can understand that because he... He used the orchestra in a very specific way, especially in the brass section, uh, especially in the percussion section. We have a lot of very particular uh, instruments. Uh, we don't have just the, u- the usual, I don't know, cymbal or bass drum uh, or snare drum, but we have also military drum or uh, uh, xylophone, glockenspiel, and uh, we have resonator bells. Uh, very specific sound in the percussion that... Uh, have to remind us uh, something new, some images maybe. We can, we can uh, images, uh, have everything, uh, but very specific. The melody are so sparkling, exactly like in the music or in the movie. Yeah. I played in an orchestra where we performed Still's Fourth Symphony recently, and I was just amazed at how Hollywood Exactly. Exactly. This is this is the 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 mood of still music, like a soundtrack. Yeah. Exactly. Yadir Benjamini conducts a program of William Grant Still, Florence Price, and Johannes Brahms this weekend at Orchestra Hall. Uh, our, our next composer on the program, Florence Price, what stands out about her music? How does her music speak to you? So Price uh, came uh, from the same area of uh, Grant Still, but uh, his uh, music educational was a little different. Especially in this uh, symphony number no. one, we have the second movement that is very uh, a big gospel or something so very similar, mm-hmm. and uh, the melody are so so easy to listen to it uh, can remind us uh, something like Vorjak, something like that. Right. Also, uh, a kind of dance, uh, the Juba dance uh, right. in the third movement that we have uh, also in the other symphonies. This kind of uh, dance so typical in the South. Uh, America.
second half of the program, uh, we come to a giant work by Brahms. One, one of two. I mean, these two piano concertos are just massive pieces. He even jokes about it himself in, in some of his memoirs, where I, I think he's talking about the second piano concerto. Where he's writing to a friend about this little piano concerto that he wrote. I mean, I mean he has this playful sense of humor. He even jokes about what a big piece this is. How, how do you compare and contrast these two huge piano concertos? They are very different. Uh, first of all, the, the piano concerto number one born uh, as, a symf- as a symphony and not as a piano concerto. And then uh, he changed his thought and uh, he wanted to, to change in a piano sonata for two pianos and then uh, change it again uh, in, uh, in a piano concerto. So the importance of the soloist and the orchestra in the concerto number one is uh, more or less the same. The orchestra is very important. Second concerto that he composed almost uh, 25 years later, and we have between the, the concerto number one and number two, we have uh, at least uh, two symphonies and other works. Uh, Brahms changed a lot of their ideas, and he composed a lot of music, and maybe use uh, uh, a piece for this concerto, maybe a piece for another concerto. He changed the idea. There, there was. Uh, uh, a movement that he changed the idea and they used for a violin concerto. Mm-hmm. And uh, the concerto number two has uh, this uh, characteristic. It has a fourth movement and not three as usual for a concerto. There is uh, one more movement, the second that is uh, the scherzo. Yeah. is a uh, bonus scherzo, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> uh, very sparkling. And uh, but the importance of the orchestra is maybe less important than the first, but uh, as usual, Brahms uh, used the orchestra not just uh, to accompany the soloist, but to have uh, a very particular uh, question and answers, question and answer between between soloist and orchestra, and the color of the orchestra has to help the soloist to go in in the right mood. You're performing this piece with one of today's most exciting pianists. What do you think he brings to this piece? I don't know. I, I, I'm so excited to, yeah. to have the opportunity to have him here. It's first time for me. Well, uh, he's been here before, but this is yeah, the first time with you. It's first time uh, with me to work with him, yeah. and uh, he's a genius. He's uh, really one of the most important and amazing yeah. pianist in the world. He played his piano concerto here a few years back. Yeah. It's incredible. I know, I know. I know very well uh, uh, his teacher, Sergei Babayan, that came here to, to, uh, to play an incredible Rack 3. And uh, I don't know, I'm sure that uh, we, will, we will be so surprised uh, 
uh, also if the concerto is so uh, so important and so famous uh, but uh, the genius of this kind of soloist uh, I'm sure that uh, bring us something new this is the genius uh, uh, in the great soloist I'm so grateful for the time that you spend here with us talking about the music that uh, we love to hear from you in the Detroit Symphony Orchestra Maestro Yadar Bignamini thank you so much my pleasure see you there for WRCJ this is Peter Worf